All right, Christ Church. I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at Christ Church, and we're uh, in our series, uh, Divine Direction, and uh, trying to kind of look at, answer the question of uh, where, is, where is God leading us? How do I know uh, where, where I should go in my life? Decisions that I make on a day-to-day uh, basis. And uh, <clears throat> last week, Pastor Andrew kind of laid the foundation uh, and uh, Help us understand uh, God's divine directions, ultimate direction and work in life in, in two arenas. One is that kind of upper level arena, uh, which is just kind of God's sovereign divine direction, right? That God is working every day. He is working throughout all time and he is moving all history uh, according to his purpose, according to his desire. He's moving history to that that reconciliation, that bringing the world back to him and, uh, and ultimately creating that opportunity for a relationship with him that will lead to an eternal relationship with him in the kingdom of heaven, right? So God is working every single day in that kind of upper level of, uh, of divine direction. And then uh, we, every day, make our day-to-day faithful, hopefully faithful decisions uh, and try to discern uh, where it is that God God is working and how we we fit into that. That's what we're going to talk about uh, today. Is that that day to day and the messages that go ahead are going to concentrate more and more on that lower level. How do we make these day to day decisions? So as we start today, some uh, simple common sense uh, questions for you. Uh, and uh, here it is: which which is better? Do you think uh, uh, going upstream or going downstream? Nobody cares. Yeah, downstream, right? I mean, that's like, go, give me downstream, right? I mean, okay, I mean, don't push the analogy. There's time God's going to lead us upstream, but right. I mean, downstream in general is a whole lot uh, better, right, than, than trying to go against the flow and, and upstream. How about this? Easier, better, whatever, to go into the wind or to have the wind at your back? Answer would be? Wind at your back, absolutely. So that's just like common sense, right? This just kind of resonates, hopefully, with all of us. Just kind of makes sense, right? Well, if you understand those two simple things, uh, then you should get, as a Christ follower, uh, that, you know, is it better? Is it easy? Is it better for us uh, to go against where God is going or to go with where God is going, right? We learned that God is moving in a divine direction, that he has a sovereign will and he is moving in that direction, right? And he's going to accomplish that direction, Right? There's no question. It's his sovereign will, his sovereign desire. He's going to move that way every day. He is going to eternally accomplish that. Right? So the question for us becomes, how do we, on a day-to-day basis, in our decisions, flow in the same direction as God's divine direction? I think we can all common sense agree, right? It, it is going to be better for us, on a day-to-day basis is as we make these decisions, that we make these decisions flowing in the direction that God is already moving, right? That as his divine direction moves, our day-to-day decisions need to enter into that direction and go in that flow of where God is going. Does this make some common sense? All right, great. If that's the case, if you agree with me on that, then... It kind of raises a problem for us as we as we ask the day-to-day question, right? So often when we ask the day-to-day question around God's divine desire and divine direction, we really ask the wrong question. Usually we ask the question and we say, okay, God, what should I do? 
What should I do? Where should I go? What should I do next in my life? What, what is my next step? What should I do? Right? And, of course, who is the focus of that question? Well, in the center of that question is that wonderful word, I, right? Me, myself, I, right? That we tend to ask the question uh, around ourselves. Well, if we just agreed that what we need to do is join God's sovereign divine will, His divine direction, then we need to rethink the question. We need to reframe how we ask the question. The question really should not be, what should I do? But the question really ought to be, what is God already doing? And how do I join it? You see, the focus of it becomes completely different because now we're asking the question about God's sovereign will, God's sovereign direction, and saying, listen, God, we know you're working. We know you're moving time and history to your purpose. We understand that you are moving in a divine direction. Now the question is, how do I join it? How do I join it? God, what are you doing and how do I enter into that in the next steps that I take? Let me give you a biblical example of that that reaffirms uh, what you just heard. It's out of Colossians 3, a great text. Uh, we've used it before, but in case you don't remember it, uh, it's Colossians 3, 1 through 4. It says, uh, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, so notice who he's talking to. He's talking to Christ followers, Right? So if you're already a Christ follower, this is really clear to you. If, if you're thinking about being a Christ follower, if you're not there yet and you're kind of, you know, thinking about what does this mean, well, here you go. This is going to help you understand what it means to just surrender and step into that life where, where you just let Jesus set the direction, right? It says, since you have been raised to new life in Christ, set your sights on the realities of where? Heaven, Right? Set your sights on the realities of heaven, right? It's reframing the question. When you say, what should I do? You're setting your sights where? On yourself. What do I do? What's, what's best, best interest for me, right? When you rearrange the question and say, what is God already doing? You're now setting your sights on heaven, right? So for those out there, you get the analogy of set your sights, right? If, if you're a hunter type, type like I am, uh, you get it, right? When, when you, you bring the, the gun up and you look down the barrel, you're looking through the sights. Whatever you put the sight on, that's where the, where the, where the, the bullet's going to go, right? And so you set your sights in that place. You aim at that direction. You think, listen, don't aim at things that are about you. Aim at things that are about God, Right? The realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Great reminder, God's right hand is not only his place of honor, but it's the seat of power. Jesus is exercising the Father's authority to move his sovereign will in the world. And so Paul is telling the Colossians, he's saying, listen, God is moving. Jesus is exercising God's divine power and authority to move God's sovereign will you need to set your sights. You need to look to, aim for that. 
He reaffirms it by saying, think about things of heaven, not the things of earth. Right? Set your sights there. Reframe the question. Think about what God is already doing and how you join in it, not about the things that are all about you. For us, we need to enter into God's divine direction, what God is already doing. Now, God has already revealed to us a lot of his divine direction uh, for our life. There's lots of places in Scripture where Jesus teaches and he makes it very clear what what God wants to see and do uh, in our lives. And so, if you look at 1 Thessalonians 4, a great example of where God makes it really clear that this is his will and his desire for those who enter a relationship with Christ. Right? So he says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the same uh, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God. What's his divine will for us? What are we supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to live in a way that pleases ourselves. No, right, we're supposed to live in a way that pleases God, right? Okay, so number one, number one, what, what's God's will? Well, that we live in a way that pleases Him, right? So when we make decisions and we want to enter into what God's already doing, we ought to ask the question, well, is this, is this going to please Him? Because where He's going is to His honor and to His glory. So what we enter into ought to please Him. Not only should it please him, it says, uh, live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. You live this way already, good for you, Colossians, Thessalonians, and we encourage you to do so how often? Even more, right? So one, we should live in a way that pleases God, meaning we we should look to enter into what God is doing and, and please him. But even more, we should grow in making sure that every decision pleases him. It's not a one-time deal, but that we just keep growing in pleasing him. Make sense? Ultimately, then he says, for you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. So this is, this is word of the Lord stuff. God's will, here it is. You wonder what God's will is for you? Here you go. God's will is for you to be holy. What is God's will, divine direction for your life? That you please Him? That you grow and continue to please Him with every decision? And you reflect and look like Him? That you be holy? So holy means, right? Set apart. Right? Divine set apart to, to have that expression and reflection of, of God himself. And, and so as we seek God's divine direction in our life, we need to reframe the question and say, not what should I do, but God, what are you doing? And then, therefore, how will my decision please you and grow in pleasing you and ultimately set me apart from the rest of the world so I look like you, because that's his divine will. You with me? Good stuff? All right. Now it gets tough. You ready? Now it gets challenging. So the question is, okay, if you knew God's will, if you 
absolutely clearly understood God's divine direction in your life, if it could be made absolutely scripturally clear to you that this is God's desire, this will please him, it will please him ever, even more, this will set, apart, set you apart and make you holy and be a reflection of him. If you knew God's absolute divine direction and will, would you do it? Don't raise your hands. Answer the question in your head. Got it answered? If you knew it, would you do it? Would you join in what he's already revealed? Got the answer? Okay. So here's where it gets tough. Malachi says, I am the Lord and I do not change. So this is God's revealed divine direction. It, it's not going to change. It's the way he is. It's, it's who he is. It's what he desires for his people. He always has. He always will. He's not going to change on this thing. Okay? I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. What are they not doing? His divine will that he's revealed, right? Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Don't miss this. When you don't step into and do God's divine will that he's already revealed, what happens? Answer, distance. He says, return to me, right? So they, they've been away in their disobedience because they haven't stepped into pleasing God and pleasing God even more and being his set-apart holy people by doing it his way, right? And reflecting who he is by stepping into his revealed, clear revealed divine will. The outcome is distance, but you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? You have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. What's going on? God has revealed his clear, divine direction, desire, and will. That his people step into radical generosity. That is his clear will. And yet, we don't do it. We don't do it. And when we don't do it, it's going to create distance. Now, here's the great irony. You following? Here's the great irony. God reveals his divine will, his divine direction, and says, please me. Please me even more. Step into this divine will of mine. Join what I'm doing. We don't do it, and it creates distance. And in the great irony of things, we then, from our distant position, turn to God and say, God, 
Tell me what you want me to do. What should I do? Tell me. Reveal to me what I ought to do. Now, there's a simple reality. You can't see what God wants you to do over here if you're not living in His divine will over here because you've created distance. Now, the converse, you need to know, is equally true. When we step into God's divine will over here, when we do what he's already revealed we ought to do to please him and to live as his holy people, when we do that, there is less distance. And when there's less distance, it's easier for us to understand and see what he reveals to us next in our life. Do you follow that? I don't know if you got that. (laughs) So you get this? When you don't step into his will, distance. How then can you see what he wants next if you create a distance? When you step into his will, when you're doing what he's already revealed, not as much distance. And it's easier to see what he wants next. How you join his will next. Now, some of you this morning may be saying, oh, okay, great, Pastor, really? You're going to hit up about money. Yeah, I am. Uh, Because that's exactly what Jesus did. Because this is the place, this is the one place that it is the hardest for us to join God's will. And Jesus did the same thing. Young guy came to Jesus. He said, Lord, I want to follow you. I I want to step into your will. I want to walk in your footsteps. I want to go where you go. I want to do what you want me to do. I am ready to do anything. And I am just ready to follow you. I will just step into wherever you want me to be. I want to please you. I want to walk with you. I want to be like you. I want to just go and do what you do. And Jesus said, great. Go home, sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and follow me. You see, this is this one place that is so obvious and hard for us. And yet, we got to understand, when we step into God's already revealed divine will, it becomes easier to see and understand what he reveals next day to day. Paul says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives everywhere. Teach, counsel each other with all wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever, if you got the half sheet out and the pen, circle whatever, right? Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father. What are we supposed to do? Everything we do, every decision we make, We step into what God is already doing. As we step into what he's already doing, it will be easier for us to see what he's doing next in our lives. If you look at it this way, when you become the right who, when you become who God wants you to be, you step into his revealed divine will, when you become who the right who of who God wants you to be, then it's going to be easier to discern 
the right what, what's next. Jesus kind of captured that in uh, Matthew 22. He says, uh, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. What's he doing? First, you step into just absolute sold-out surrender, loving God, right? You just step in and say, I, I'm just going to live and please Him in all the, whatever, the situations and circumstances of my life. And the ones that He's revealed and the ones that He will reveal. When you become the right who, then you're going to be able to discern the right what in what's next. Second step. As you become the right who, you also need to make sure you ask the question not only in the right way, but with the right motives. That you ask the question, what, what is God doing? How do I join into what God is doing? And you ask those questions with the right motives. Proverbs says, we make our plans, but the Lord gives the right answers. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their what? Motives, right? Now look at the next one. Commit your actions to yourself and whatever is in your best interests. Yes? No? (laughs) No. Commit yourself where? Commit your actions, your decisions where? To the Lord, right? What's going on? It's about not only asking the right question, but having the right motives in discerning God's divine direction. So, for instance... You say, should I take the new job? I don't know. But what's your motives? Can you better serve Christ in the new job or in the job you currently have? Can can you better extend the kingdom of heaven in terms of his divine purpose and direction? Can you better extend the kingdom of heaven... In your current job or in the new job? Should I commit to this relationship? Should, should, I, should I go further and commit to this relationship? I don't know. But you can ask motive questions. If I continue in this relationship, will this relationship Help flourish my relationship with Christ. Can I walk alongside this person for a lifetime serving Jesus? Can I walk alongside this person in a way that's going to help my faith grow and impact for the kingdom of heaven and join in God's divine direction? Or will this person become a roadblock to my faith? Pretty easy answer, isn't it? You see, when you ask the right questions and you ask them with the right motives, discerning God's divine direction, once you're already living, holy, pleasing, becomes so much easier. The psalmist says, we're merely moving shadows, all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who's going to spend it. 
And so, Lord, where, where do we put my hope? Where's my hope? Answer, my only hope is where? My only hope is in Christ. That's it. So we step into being the right who and asking the right questions with the right motives, and that leads us to the right outcome. You see, you can't get to the right place when you start with the wrong motives. You just can't. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, Paul says, but God, what's he want to make sure of? His motives are right. His motives are right. Where does it leave us? Here's the ultimate formula for today as we take one more step in this divine direction. Here's what it looks like. Who you are, right? Stepping into being that Christ follower that already reflects the holiness of God, right? That seeks to please Him, follows His already revealed divine will, okay? Stepping into who you are plus asking why, the right why, with the right motives of why you should is going to get you to where God is. That's going to lead you to where God is already moving. How do we know that's true? What did Jesus do? He knew who he was. He knew exactly who he was. He knew that he was an expression of the Father. I and the Father are one. And he knew why he was here. I have not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. He knew who he was, and he knew why he was, and he ultimately accomplished God's divine direction. And he gives us the same invitation. No matter where you were yesterday, no matter where you were before you came here this morning, God is giving you the same invitation that from this moment forward, you can step into God's divine direction, start doing His revealed will in your life, and start asking the right questions so on a day-to-day basis, you're going to do it with the right motives, and you're going to come out to the right place of joining in where God is already going. We're going to end today the way we did last week as well. Uh, At the end of the uh, aisles right here and over here and down there, there's baskets on the end. In the baskets, there's some half sheets of paper and some pens. Uh, We want to encourage you to grab those, uh, pass them uh, on down. And uh, we even have pens that you can take with you today uh, with a great verse on there about uh, something for you to think about is, is which path are you walking with? Right? Which path are you desiring? So uh, grab a pen, grab one of those half sheets. We're going to take a few minutes to just start getting you thinking about, with these questions, get you thinking about whether you are joining in God's divine direction. Mm-hmm.